Praise the Lord, everyone. Oh, it is good to be in the house of God again, isn't it? Uh, man, I appreciate the praise team. Praise, appreciate everybody coming out today. Uh, we are going to have a, a good time. I, I love this day. I, and if, if I was going to come back to a church on any day, it would be Pentecost Sunday. I love Pentecost Sunday because it's the birthday of the church. I like birthdays when there's somebody else's. Uh, Pentecost Sunday is the birthday of the church, you know, and we've been gone for, what, two and a half months? And, and it's, man, I have never experienced anything like this, and I'm sure you haven't either. But part of this uh, quarantine and self-isolation was really a good time for us because we had all of our kids, all of our grandkids with us, and, and we just had a lot of fun. So, so I, and I know I really missed you, but I enjoyed them. So, uh, so, you know, I'd rather have just both. So, but anyway, when we were, when everybody was together, you know, and, and our morning ritual was when the, when the, when the 10 month old would wake up at five in the morning, uh, Amelia's mom would just come into our room, drop her in the bed and go back to sleep. And because uh, she knew that, that Nancy and I were awake and Amelia was ready to party. And so were we. And so it was a it was a lot of fun. But, you know, it really brought back to, to me. It brought back the joys of having little kids. And I started thinking about when our children were born. Now, when, you know, somewhere in the 80s, they started allowing dads to be in the, in the uh, birthing room. Before then, you had to go sit out in the waiting room. And uh, so, but I remember when they did let me in, uh, I believe it was with, uh, with Lauren when she was uh, going to be born. We were in there, and there were doctors talking. There were nurses talking. There were... Uh, my wife was talking, I was talking, and they had one of these cool little uh, machines set up, and I could tell when she was going to have a contraction. And so being the good husband that I am, I would tell her, baby, you're getting ready to have a big one now. And I remember she squeezed my hand so hard I couldn't use it for three months. And then she told me, just let me experience it on my own don't tell me ahead of time so so anyway we went through that you know but it was amazing there was a lot of noise and a lot of different voices in the room but when it came time for the birth and that baby arrived there was a silence in the room because everybody focused on one thing they wanted to hear the voice of life. And as soon as that little infant began to cry, then there was rejoicing. But the, until that, that little baby took air in its lungs and began to cry and experience life outside the womb, that's when everybody started to celebrate. Now, I know that we're living in challenging times. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of rioting. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of frustration. There are a lot of voices that are, that are clamoring to be heard. And I'm not, 
uh, and I am not here to, to give a social commentary on what's going on. I believe that we know the injustices that are around us, but people want to have their voice heard. But there is a voice that needs to be heard above all other voices. There is a cry that needs to be heard by every person on the face of this earth. And if there was ever a time for the church to speak, it's now. The church, you and I, need to learn to, to grab our voice. And I want to speak to you just for a few moments this morning on the voice of the church. The voice of the church. And I know we're social distancing, but if you want to look over next somebody next to you and say, hey, you have a voice. Would, can you do that? If you're, if you're watching online, it might be a little hard for you. I can't see you, but that's okay. Uh, the voice of the church. Now, we were talking about the day of Pentecost. Here's Day of Pentecost, 50 days after the Passover, Jesus has been crucified. He's risen. He showed himself alive for 40 days. They've been in the upper room for about seven days. And then the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came in on that day of Pentecost. And the church was birthed. And that church was birthed in a time in history where there was a lot of injustice, there was a lot of greed, there was a lot of animosity, there was hostility on every side, there was civil unrest. And that was the context in which the church was born. The church was born in a time where people were clamoring to have their voice heard. And yet on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says that, that there was a sound like a mighty rushing wind. He says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit, the pneuma, the air, the breath of God. That they were born again. John, uh, Jesus said it this way in John 3 when he was talking uh, to Nicodemus and he said you must be born again you have to be born of the water which is your natural birth and then you need to be born of the spirit which is being born into the kingdom of God being baptized in the Holy Spirit allowing the spirit of God to breathe into you and you are born spiritually that's why we as Christians talk about being born again See, you can believe the gospel, you can even trust the gospel, but until the gospel becomes real and alive and relevant in your life, and when the Holy Spirit breathes in you, then you are born again. On that day of Pentecost, they were born again. Jesus said, you must be born of the Holy Spirit. And they all began to speak in various languages. Now, in the scripture records 19 different languages. And here's, and they says, aren't these all Galileans? And, and they were basically saying, aren't these just fishermen from fishing ports? How do they know all of these languages? And he goes off to, to list some 19 different languages. And, and my focus today for the next couple of minutes is not on, on uh, speaking in tongues, although I do believe in speaking in tongues, and I do believe it's real, and I do believe it's relevant. But I'm not focused on, on so much how they were speaking, but what they were saying. 
What, what, what was it that each and every one of them was saying? They were speaking in a variety of different languages. They were speaking to everybody in the crowd so everybody could hear what they were saying. And everybody, no matter what language it was in, they were all saying one thing. The scripture says they were all proclaiming the magnificence and the greatness and the glory of God. My friends, I'm just going to say it the way it's on my heart today, that the church needs to regain its voice. And the church's voice always proclaims the, the amazing proclamation of the magnificence and the glory and the radiance of our God. It's time that the church quits worrying about everything else and let's begin to brag on God. Because if you want social rest, it's not going to come through your government. It's not going to come through any, any other change than the change of the soul. It's going to come through the church of the living God. That's who we are. That's why we're here. We are here. We are the body of Christ. We are the change agents of the world. There are many voices out there that I, that I understand what they're saying, and I agree with what they're saying. I may not agree with their motive, but my friend, today is the day that the church needs to have its voice heard loud and clear, and our, and our voice has to focus on the goodness and the greatness and the glory of God. The voice of the church always has proclaimed the greatness of God. And it's the greatness of God that, that has calmed the storms. It's the greatness of God that made the sun stand still. It's the greatness of God that opens blind eyes. It's the greatness of God that brings the dead back to life. And it doesn't matter what we're facing. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what upheaval that is in in our culture and in our community when God is magnified when God is glorified all storms are stopped see our voice the voice of the church is to lift up God it's designed to let others know of his greatness may ask, how can praise, how can magnifying God change anything? You ever ask yourself that? The scripture says it's through the foolishness of preaching that people are saved. You know, I stand up here and preach the word of God to you. And, I'm, and I know that for those that don't believe, sometimes it's very silly. And yet, when the Word of God and the Spirit of God agree, for those that are born again, those that are the followers, the passionate followers of Jesus Christ, is there not something that wells in your heart that says, that's the Word of God? Yes, amen. Our voice is designed to let others know of God's greatness. And how, how can praise change things? Well, praise brought down the walls of Jericho. And praise opened the prison doors for Paul and Silas and for Peter. And praise lifts our spirit. Praise gives meaning to life. And 
And my friends, I believe that there are many people in our culture, in our world around today that have very little hope, if any at all, that they have no joy, that they have no reason to live, that, that life has very little significance, that they take no pride in their own life. But my friends, it is the greatness of God. It is the presence of God. It is the spirit of God. It's knowing your Redeemer and knowing that your Redeemer lives, that he will carry you through no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through. It is that God that, that gives us hope and inspiration and encouragement. Our world, our society doesn't need just more laws. It needs the law of God. It needs the blessing of God. It needs the spirit of God. Our, our nation, the people around us need the presence of God to flood their lives. And the only way that's going to happen is when the church regains its voice and says, God is great. Now, I promised myself, I know it's been a while since I got to preach. <laughs> so I'm not going to keep you for two and a half hours. Uh, but it is, it is a whole lot easier preaching with people than it is to a camera. Uh, why should we praise other than reaching the world? And, well, praise... Paul told the church in Ephesus in Ephesians 1.14, he says the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us everything he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. This is just one more reason for us to praise our glorious God. If you're looking for reasons to lift up God, it's because the Spirit of God that lives in you is the guarantee that every single promise in the Word of God will come to full fruition, that he will fulfill everything that he has promised. He will grant you eternal life. He will give you a new body. You will live and rule and reign with him forever. You will live with no more sorrow and no more pain. You will live in a, in a time and a place where righteousness prevails. I don't know about you, but I think that's a good reason to praise the Lord. Uh, we, we should be praising the Lord to encourage others. Hebrews 2.12 says this, For he said to God, I will declare the wonder of your name to my brothers and sisters, and I will praise you among all your people. There's just something about when you begin to praise God that it's contagious, that it, that it gets into the very heart and soul and fiber of those that are around you. You know, it's, it, it only, you know, they said it only takes one bad apple to ruin the whole barrel, and and, and, I, and, and if you're younger, you may not even understand that, but it's, it's actually beyond my days. But when they had a whole barrel full of apples, and I've noticed I've had a bushel full of apples, and I've noticed that if you have one or two rotten ones, it just kind of gets them all. But I will tell you, praise, when you begin to praise God, when you begin to magnify God, when you begin to lift God up in your circumstances, then God shows up because the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. And if you want God's presence in your life, begin to praise him, begin to magnify him, begin to lift him up. And your problems, which seem like giant mountains, will become molehills the greater God is in your life because the more you 
praise, the greater God gets. And the greater God gets, the smaller your problems. And the smaller your problems, the greater God is. Praise does amazing things for us. And it's contagious when you begin to praise, others begin to praise around you. I remember the, the story in the, in the Old Testament of the four lepers that were outside the city gates and they couldn't go into the city because uh, they would be killed and, and the city was being besieged and, and they couldn't go out to the army because they were afraid to be killed and they were sitting there and they were bemoaning their, 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 their uh, situation and one of them looked at the other three and said, why are we sitting here until we die? Let's do something. And they got up and went to the enemy's camp. And when they went to the enemy's camp, they found that God had already worked ahead and the enemy had fled. And they took everything that the enemy had left behind. I believe sometimes in our lives and, and, and that, that God allows us to be in situations that, that we have to get to that place that we say, why are we sitting here until we die? I am going to do something. And you step out in faith. And when you step out in faith, that's when you see that God has already been working. If they would have never left the gate, they would have never seen the greatness of God. My friends, if you want to see the greatness of God, step out in faith. Begin to praise Him. Begin to magnify Him. Begin to lift up His name and you will see that God is already working. You know, praise is a form of of worship, it's sacrifice. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Would Jesus help? Let us continually offer our sacrifice to praise by God by glorifying his name. There are times in life it doesn't it, it's harder to 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 praise, but when you do, when you push through and you begin to praise God, you begin to magnify God, amazing things happen. It's a form of worship. And here, here's another reason why we need to worship the Lord. Revelation 19.5 says this. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you here fear him, both small and great. Why should we magnify God? Because that's what you're going to be doing in eternity. That's what you're going to be doing when the trumpet sounds and you're with him. You're going to be giving eternal praise to our God. So if we're going to be doing it through eternity, I, I think we should start right now. I think we begin to, to change right now. I believe that the church, the voice of the church needs to be heard in our culture. I believe you need to act and, and declare that justice needs to reign and, and, and act in accordance to your own conscience. But my friends, if you would, would you just allow the voice of the Spirit of God to allow the praises of God to be magnified in your life? When that happens, amazing things will begin. I'm going to ask our, our praise team to come back. And I'm going to ask you to stand with me if you would. See, I'm, I am a person of my word. I am not going to hold you for two and a half hours. There you go. Right. Now, next week, I'll cut it down to two hours, 20 minutes. My friends, I believe we live in an amazing times. 
You know, I don't know what you look at. I, I look around and, and, and I look at, I watch the news just the same as you do. And I see what's going on. And I see the civil unrest. And I see the social unrest. And I see uh, the, the, the fear from the coronavirus. And I see all these different influences in our, in our world today that are trying to bring and, and squelch and stop uh, the, the church. And, I, and, and right now, Right now, in this time, just on the, as in the day of Pentecost, when there were many voices that were wanting to be heard, today is today to make the voice of the church ring loud and clear. On this day that we celebrate the birthday of the church, over 2,000 years ago, I believe our voice needs to be heard as strong today as it was then to proclaim the greatness and the glory of God. I wonder today, right now, let's give him praise. Can we do that? In your way, let's worship him.